Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. Yeah, baby, we back. We are. It is Monday. Okay, we gotta start again. Why? I'm not. I just. I... <laughs> Welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. How you doing, Ash? Are I'm, you tired? I'm Are you a, dragging? I'm a little tired. Mm. But before we get to that, I just want to go ahead and say thank you to the people who uh, gave us a five-star review uh, this week. It means so much to us. We were thrilled to see them. And if you don't know, we are trying to get to 100 five-star reviews by the end of the year, which means we have how many more months, Nick? Oh, man, putting me on the spot. Three and a half months. We have three and a half months to get to 100 five-star reviews. So if you like this podcast, just go ahead and scroll down on your Apple Podcast app. Give us five stars. Say something nice. It'll make our day. And if we get 100 five-star reviews, what are we going to do? We will be feeling good we're gonna get mics new mics oh yeah we can get more we can we're gonna better, we're gonna better, up our game we're gonna get new mics and we're gonna get stickers uh that's yeah. what a podcast needs if you don't have stickers by the third year of your podcasting career get out of the game doggy for reals doggy so Nick and I have been on an adventure this weekend. It's um I don't know what day three of our adventure. This is the end. Today was the last day of the adventure, and it's ending with a podcast. Which honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's kind of like the cherry on top. It really is. Uh yes. Yeah, so um my wonderful mother, past guest Donna, check it out. Uh took us, uh, my sister and her sig of to um. Well, that's short for significant other. For those who aren't in the know, who the hell listens? to this reality podcast and doesn't know what sig of means some people okay well you just got learned um well uh, my mother was very nice and she took us glamping that's right just like a real housewife uh-huh it was uh my first experience ever glamping how about you ash i've never glamped i've yeah. camped I've never glamped. I haven't really even camped. I've camped a lot. I've slept in a lot of tents, on a lot of sleeping bags, on, on cots, in sleeping bags, on cots, in tents. This is the first time I ever slept in a bed in a tent. Yes. It was kind of like a, almost like a lean-to or something, right? It was right? like a little hotel room yes. in a yurt. In a yurt. Sort of. It wasn't really a yurt. It was a triangle yurt. On a wooden platform. You guys, it was a lap of luxury. Yes. Uh, we were up in the Hudson River Valley area, actually in Hudson, New York. Gorgeous. Just land, folks. Yeah. We're talking wildflowers, butterflies, uh, multicolored sunsets. And fucking animals. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, there was a lot of animals. So, uh, yeah, we went glamping. I felt like real bougie, but in the good way. In the best way. Yeah. It was, um, if you guys want to check it out, it was a place called The Collective uh, on the Hudson. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do their best to make you feel like you're outdoors, but not really. It's sort of like being like if Simple Magazine went on a camping trip. Everything's like perfectly designed and tailored to make you uh, feel incredibly comforted and also Instagram ready. Ready. Yeah, it's kind of like um, 
very rustic, but not rough in it. You right. know what I mean? Yes. Like at the end of dinner, we had dinner on premise one night and then. Yeah, um, on premise, folks. Not in the fucking campgrounds. On premise. What? Did I? Okay. What is it? That's what I'm, I wasn't making oh, fun of you. I I'm just saying like that's a boot, like if you're camping, you yeah. don't you don't normally go. We had dinner on premise. We had dinner on and, and at I, the camp. I guess I guess it would be on the premises, but, the premises. but honestly, it feels more bougie to say on premise. On premise though means just like like a premise is like your starting argument, right? Who fucking cares, Ashley? We are the I elite. I cannot thank you guys because we went on a full body kayaking trip, and it is it has worn out every cell yeah. of my. Conscious physical form. Yeah, we did a lot on uh, sat on Sunday, but when we got to this um, hotel room, which was a tent, first of all, these people picked us up in like a like little like uh, dune buggies. The best part is Donna's like, okay, when we get to the parking lot, she's like, I gotta text them; they're gonna pick us up because that was the instructions they gave her. So we pull into this parking lot. Everybody's got to pee, right? And by everybody, I mean me and Nick. Nick and I really, really had to pee, and we were like, we don't know how far this camp is like we should just pee in this parking lot yeah. you know so nick and i go behind like a little shed and we use the bathroom they come and pick us up in the golf cart literally we travel like 12 feet and they're like here's your tent and yeah, the bathroom really it was kind of embarrassing more most embarrassing part was kind of the fact that we peed and then they took us basically around the bush we peed <laughs> and that's where the premise was yeah that's where base camp was yeah um and so yeah we got picked up in a golf cart we were staying in this just incredible tent uh real soft beds down pillows okay at once you eat dinner or i guess if you didn't want to eat dinner you could um then go to the campfire and they bring you out these buckets to make s'mores with it was all so bougie folks they had like separate little buckets for each of the s'more pieces yeah. so they had like a, i mean it was ripped right out of a martha stewart you know yo it was artisanal as fuck well yeah what? I don't know You're, if artisanal is the word to use. But that was it, definitely artisanal. It was definitely like Pier 1 Imports. Like, is that kit. what artisanal means? I think that's made to look artisanal, all this stuff. It's very kitschy. All right. What's the difference between artisanal and kitschy? I thought artisanal was like like from the source. Could I don't be, actually know. But also kitschy to me I don't me know any words like, right now. Like um, ceramic roosters. Do you so know what I mean? We're out there. We're we're roughing it, glamping. Uh, yeah, not really. Let's just say we had electricity. God, you our... guys should have seen our bathroom. I yeah. will say our bathroom at this glamping tent is better than our bathroom in Brooklyn. A hundred times better. Yeah, truly. I mean, honestly, I felt more, I feel more exposed uh, showering in my own bathroom in Bushwick, Brooklyn than in this quote-unquote outdoorsy bathroom this was a nice bathroom good hot water cedar sides cedar floor nice uh, yeah fla- fluffy towels i mean it was great yeah i hope you all are salivating right now yeah fluffy towels that's what really got them yeah so, and then you went in there there's like a french press they they have their own coffee grounds that they have in sealed bags they give you you can have as many as you want dog all you had to do was text jason and he would come down in a dune buggy and give you the shit yeah yeah it was really incredible we got there and um nick's sister gabby her so her sig ug hasn't come sig ug not sig whatever whatever he hadn't come so we were like well 
we'll take a walk until he gets here. We basically just uh, walked around somebody's private farm. It felt like we were trespassing, but they had signs up everywhere that was like, this is the high point. This is the garden. So maybe it wasn't trespassing. I don't know. We pet some horses. Super nice horses. Super nice cows. Um, and then, you know, we went and we had, we had dinner on the premise that night and it was a real nice time and it was like a prefix meal. There was a strange man strumming guitar. I believe he was being paid to be there. We don't he know did. Yet. It was odd. It, it was strange. That was the only weird thing was the man playing the electric guitar by himself in, in like a little hut next to the yeah. base camp. And he was kind of playing out to the mountains and we were all sort of next to him. But yeah. we, no one knew where he was. He didn't know where we were. It was an odd sitch, but I enjoyed it. And then, uh, you know, uh, we had a, a great night's sleep that first night. We got like baby. Yep. We got up in the morning and uh, we went out at, to do some kayaking, as Ashley mentioned before. And this kayaking adventure was two hours and a whole bunch of people went uh, in our group and no, nobody was a kayaker. Nobody was a kayaker and nobody did it in two hours. We averaged three hours. Yes. We it, were out too long. He, <laughs> we were on the Hudson River. And the guy was like, yeah, man, just go around this island. It should take you about an hour. It took us three okay. hours. Well, first we went around the lighthouse a couple of times. I think he was saying like you can go around the lighthouse or you can go around the island. We went around the lighthouse. Then we stopped on the island. We explored that a little bit. We saw a bald eagle, which was awesome. I think we saw two bald eagles. We kept trying to get pooped on by the bald eagle because we decided it was good luck yes it never pooped on any of us yeah that little fucker we did float our kayaks directly under it guys bald eagles turns out when you see them up close they are majestic i was real guys it's not just about national geographic anymore okay i started doing the pledge allegiance i mean you see this bald eagle all of a sudden you're like america wow you're like this is what i'm doing it for baby yeah so we uh, had a, a tumultuous journey around this island uh where my mother and my sister almost legit didn't make it they were screaming and yelling at one point and were apparently yelling for help just because they were afraid to keep paddling because they didn't know how long they were going to be out there you guys this was in my top five hardest athletic adventures i would say in my lifetime there have been a few things that i have had to push through and that um have really tested my physical form this is in the top five i would after the first 30 minutes of kayaking because the There was a strong wind. The tide was intense. I went around, like I said, and went around the lighthouse a couple times. And fighting that tide, by the time I got to the lighthouse, I realized I had already popped two blisters on my hands. I already gotten blisters and popped them. You gained them and then lost them in the same kayak trip. In like 30 minutes. And then then there was another two and a half hours of rowing. And I will say after that first 30 minutes, I was was getting muscle soreness. I could definitely feel that this was going to be tough but it was so beautiful that it almost it it was it was distracting enough that's you just, it you just think of that bald eagle man and you're like i gotta do it for baldy i mean i stopped thinking about the bald eagle what? after after it flew away i was like okay that was cool what's the next <laughs> thing but but you're just it's so gorgeous out there and it's just like perfect weather and there's all these butterflies because it's like this like abandoned island and there's just swamp grass and butterflies and it was um it was yeah top five hardest things i've ever done what do you remember do you remember any of the other things on the top five yeah of course what's another what's other things of physical I, yeah feats? like i kind of feel like you've laid out this top five that you have this top five and this made it yeah and and uh i i 
I'm interested. What's else is on this list one time i did a do you know what capoeira 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 <laughs> yeah capoeira yeah. Capoeira, capoeira um yes it's like the dancing karate yes i did like a eddie I, from um a video game virtual fighter uh he was his style was capoeira and he kind of spun on his head and like break was break dancing but also beating guys up so I did, I signed up for like a four hour workshop for that, not knowing what it was. What? <laughs> and I was with my college roommate and I was like in, I was in good enough shape that I couldn't give up. Do you know what I mean? Like I still cared what people yeah. thought. And I did this insane workshop with her because she was a break dancer. And so she could do all of these moves and I just did it. And then the next day I couldn't really walk up or downstairs for about a couple weeks. What were you doing? Uh, in Cabueta? Yeah, like spinning on your head? Lots, no, lots of bear crawls. There's lots of like all on all fours doing yeah. crazy movements and kind of like flipping your body around. Yeah. And it just works out parts of your core that you didn't even realize were there. Yes. So that was that's one of the top five. Another top five. I would say, if we can talk about that, that is similar to kayaking if you're not like a decathlon person. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're when you're trying to use that little oar to move you, you're you're having to twist parts of your body to get this boat moving mm -hmm. that you're in. And the fucking thing is using insane muscles that I had no idea. Like I did wake up this morning and was sore in different spots that I didn't know I even owned. Like yeah. under my rib cage, right. like on the back of my uh, shoulder blade and like uh, under the armpit. And uh, honestly, for the first hour, it was kind of tough to lift my head hand over my head. Ashley this morning uh, uh, mentioned that when I kind of moved my, my shoulders back, like a 60 things popped. Yeah, she she heard the across the room. <laughs> I, you yeah. know, there's a type of exhaustion and I love it. I really do. It's when you are, I'm, by the way, so sore right now. Like everything hurts. Um, and this is a type of exhaustion where you're just kind of dumb the next day. Like your brain is out of it. You're kind of, you're feeling foggy. You're just that exhausted. And that's where I'm at right now. Can I keep going with my top uh, exhausting oh, things? totally. So, and then another time I was in a bicycle race called an alley cat, which is like an illegal bicycle bicycle race what yeah and i was i got i tied for first place for um for the the ladies portion even though the the real the the first place person really she won i was like 20 feet behind her but um wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute first of all you have to explain what this is yeah so this is like um fast and the furious but bikes I don't really know what Fast and the Furious They're is. They're illegal street races with cars. Okay, yes. Then that's what it is. So why would it be illegal to race on a bike? A bicycle? Because it's not sanctioned by the city. So it's a bicycle race. It's not sanctioned by the city. And it involves like, it's kind of like, um, it involves like a, a, a map and it's kind of like a scavenger hunt. Yes, it's very scavenger hunty. They were started in like major cities by bike messengers. And the reason why they're illegal, I guess, is because A, they're not sanctioned by the city and B, people in an attempt to win, you know, cut corners, run light. There's a lot of yes. that can happen. Nefarious, that can happen. possibly illegal activity. Well, I think that that's the why they made them illegal is that they said people did that. But juicing? I don't know if people, people do were juicing. That. But then, you no, no one's juicing. Getting drunk beforehand. That, yeah, there is actually like there'll be like stops that you go to and you have to complete a task. And sometimes those tasks are chugging beer. Wow. But that was um, that was incredibly difficult. Didn't get out of bed the next day after that. 
Um, I did. I canoed through the Pine Barrens of New Jersey with a bunch of college friends. And I do. I think we did like an eight mile canoe trip. That was really hard. Um, Harder than this kayaking. I I think so, but I don't. It's hard to tell because that canoe trip was there was no time limit on it, so that was like a whole day thing. So we like chilled a bunch. This kayaking thing was nonstop because we had to make it around that island and back to Kayak Lyle before yeah. our time window was up. The guy that ran it, Kayak Lyle. Yeah, we had to make sure uh, we didn't get overcharged. But it turns out that whole kayaking place in Hudson are also like, uh, they're all like yogis and they don't give a shit at all. Very chill. I asked him, I was worried about um, Donna and Gabby, Nick's uh, mom and sister coming back. I was like, can you go get them? Like if we haven't heard from them, <laughs> like I was like, if, en- if enough time goes by, are you going to go get them? Because neither of them had a phone and he was like, and he was like, I, I won't have to go get them. And I was like, but but if you do. And he was, I was like, surely you've had to go get someone before. And he was like, no one ever gets stuck. It's all mental. It's a mental game, okay? Kayaking is a mentality. And he just launched into this, like, ethos on kayaking. Yeah, it turns out he was actually right. They got through they it. They persevered. Yeah, they pushed through. Um, and then after we went kayaking, uh, we had a little respite, had some lunch, and then went right over to a yacht. Yeah, that was incredible. Wait, do you want to list your most difficult athletic achievements? Sure. Um, I had about six joke ones that just passed through my head. I'll skip those. Uh, I would say... Um, climbing that uh, the Williamsburg Bridge on a city bike about three weeks ago was felt like one of them. That will forever make me laugh. Nick just in the background going, fuck, why would we do this? I'm never doing this again. Uh, you know, the toughest stuff that I ever did was when I was, um, I guess when I used to play sports, when I had to do yeah. like two a days in football and like run, like run laps in, in pads, like yeah. I felt like I was going to die then. I definitely like puked after a couple of swim meets. You puked after swim meets? Yeah. Like I remember being a kid and like puking because I worked out too hard. Well, I, I, and then I can't really remember anything. But here's the thing, Ashley. I didn't find it that taxing to do this. I was like, this is hard, but. I never thought that I wasn't going to finish it. and Nick I, was really good at kayaking. Yeah, I think I, I kind of... You I, found your thing. I understood uh, the mechanics of it. So it was, I think, a little easier for me because I was like getting the rhythm yeah. to it. Maybe. You didn't get any blisters. I, I got a blister, but they didn't like... It was like a one blister and it didn't really pop. But I think that... By the way, this is too much detail. We're going to move on from kayaking <laughs> really quick. But I think the thing is my hands are bigger than your hands. So I could reposition my hands when they hurt and I could still keep control of the paddle because I realized that if your hand wasn't over it enough, the paddle will kind of turn yeah. and then you can't get any traction. Yes. I could keep the paddle from turning without having my thumb involved. I see. And so the fact that I, if I put my thumb around, that was like one grip. And if that was hurting, I would keep my thumb off of it and then I could still grip it. And then that would relieve, relieve the pain, relieve the pain. Okay. Talk about that yacht. So we went on this freaking yacht. You guys ever heard of it? Turns out, first of all, turns out yachts aren't like as big as cruise ships always. I'm not even too sure what constitutes a yacht at what this point. What makes a yacht? I thought it was a, is it a sail? It was a sailboat. Yes, but it but was also all, a yacht. We all were assuming that we tried to get reservations for a sailboat. Those were filled up. This was, this was going to be a sunset ride on the Hudson. 
um, and uh, couldn't get the reservation. So all they had was a yacht. Um, and so my mom booked this yacht. And so in my mind, I'm like, we're going to be like, I, in my mind, we were getting on a carnival cruise ship yeah. with the four of us. Yeah. And that was it. Like, That's I, what I thought, too. I was like, what is this going to be? Turns out, if you've ever seen the movie Captain Ron or any other movie about a guy who owns a boat who's just kind of a slacker dude <laughs> that's what this was it was a very nice boat a very nice sailboat um but it wasn't what you, i think what us peasants would consider a yacht you know what i yeah. mean like in our minds we're like a yacht that's gonna be crazy yeah everybody... we're thinking like yeah. girls cruise on yes VH1. like it's like a yacht in the hudson no this was like a pretty decent sailboat it was very nice um, and we sat on beadbag chairs. Lots of beanbags right uh, at the front. Um, but it ended up being, I don't have much to say about this because it ended up being a magical time. I, uh, the only thing was the the captain, Captain Jerome, um, he was like a little, you know, he was getting a little loose out there. He was a salty captain. He, at one point, one of the other, I guess he maybe ran the company that was this was happening with. And one of the other sailboats uh, didn't have their wine bottle opener on board. Needed so a corkscrew. We had to like skim them in the middle of the Hudson, like come real close to them and they tied a corkscrew to um a life vest and threw it over and it was like a big thing when the corkscrew got to the other place. everyone so these old people could drink wine everybody cheered and then he was like real proud of himself so he was like yeah man y'all think that is crazy but uh one time uh somebody was like hey man i need to smoke some weed and i was like is janet on the hudson so i called up janet yeah man she was in her boat and she uh, had about like two pounds of brownies that she had cooked and uh, we bought that shit right on this boat was me- he telling us that story in hopes that we would say hey can you get us some weed i think he wanted to flex on how like because i think he thought it was really like cool and he was really cool that they like Passed a corkscrew over onto another sailboat. It's like a pirate's life for me, doggy. Uh, but what I think we all kind of just kind of like half listened. And then everybody, he told that story and everybody's like, uh-huh. And then just kind of turned away from Jerome. Yeah, they wanted to talk. There was also, Jerome had a helper named Jerome Anthony. had a skipper. Yeah. Skipper named Anthony. That's Anthony without an H. He made sure he told us that. Now, I knew, as soon as I heard Anthony, I was like, yeah, Anthony, like the guy who cooks food on the new Queer Eye. His name is Anthony. That's where I learned the word name Anthony. So I was very comfortable with it. Jerome, who had seemed to be working with young Anthony all summer, called him Anthony. Now, he corrected (laughs) us once when my mom said Anthony. He was like, it's like, it's Anthony. It's Anthony without the H. So I know he's into correcting people. It's not like he's going to let it slide because we were his clients. You think that maybe he would let us slide. Oh, no, no, no. He corrected us. Um, I heard Jerome say Anthony about 75 times on this uh, two-hour boat ride, which I find to be such a delicious form of, like, uh, disrespect. Because Jerome, okay, Anthony was dressed like he was on a yacht. Right. He like had like a Ralph Lauren, Ralph Lauren. Yes. That look, you know, um, preppy. And Jerome had a like tank top on backwards hat, like the zinc on his nose, like yeah. for, you know, uh, suntan lotion, like uh, like bright a- neon swim trunks, aviator shades, flops. like on backwards. You know what I mean? Like he was partying. He showed up. The yacht showed up on the boat. He was blasting hot for teacher yeah. on the boat. It's like, what's up, guys? I'm Jerome. Here's your yacht. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And they made us take our shoes off. And I'm like, this guy's got to make our ticket. You can't, can't scuff my yacht, bros. Yeah. I'm like, all right, don't say bros on a yacht. It ruins the whole thing. Um, but what the most exciting part was that Ashley um, 
climbed the the rat the ratlins ratlins what was that so it's called ratlines ratlins for short according to jerome and it's the ladder that you've seen on a sailboat that goes to like the top mast so that you can go up there and i don't know do work i don't know why but it's just like a rope ladder that goes all the way up and they were like yeah you can climb it if you want and so i climbed up there got pretty high and it was awesome and then they they showed me they told me to like turn my feet out and then grab this other line so that I was facing out. It was awesome. And then Jerome said, we're going to tack. We're going to... Taxi. Tack. I thought it was no, tack. Taxiing. Well, whatever we were doing, we it were ta- turning. Taxiing. I'm pretty sure that's not what it was. <laughs> yeah, um, well, it was taxiing. We were, we were turning. And so we, we, that means that the sail, which was going in one direction away from me, was going to go in the other direction right on top of me. And that the whole ship was going to turn, like lean back. And so I was going to lean back into the water. So at, right before, I would say, I don't know, 30 seconds before this happened, he's like, move to the right, move to the right. So I scooted over to the right. And then all of a sudden, this giant sail comes whipping past me. It makes the loudest cracking noise as it passes me and then I'm pushed back so that it's like it's like I'm leaning back on this rope ladder like holding on for dear life yeah she was like horizontal with the ocean yeah or with the Hudson it was it was wild I was cackling I thought that I I thought I was gonna I don't know I thought I was gonna fall off because it happened it happened so quickly and there was such a change in like my weight position you know like I'm leaning forward and now all of a sudden this humongous sail is whipping past me and I'm leaning back backwards and nick is laughing his ass off down below it was hilarious because the night and day of ashley literally she was on these ratlins she had her like leg out on a wire she had her like uh, you know hand over her eye like she was like looking ahead ahoy soldiers i'm i'm coming in for the battle like you could hear you know the music the trumpets yeah i was very confident (laughs) and then they move that sail and it's like and then all of a sudden it's like oh and we all scream and then like the sail moves away to reveal that Ashley has not been knocked off into the Hudson and then like, um, clinging to and the literally rope like holding it and her and, and her glasses were off in one hand so she couldn't really hold it with her left hand so she just had her whole arm wrapped around and then she had to stay up there for some reason like they wouldn't let her come down I and was, like yeah. 10 minutes later Ashley was like Am I allowed to come down now? <laughs> and the drum was like, what? Oh, shit. You're still up there? Yeah, get the hell down. And he was, he was like, I can come down? He's like, yeah, why are you up there still? <laughs> and then she like slowly came down, which was uh, a really fun exper- experience to have in a beanbag and not doing any of that. It was, yeah. it was nice for me. We had a lot of laughs on that yacht. A lot of laughs. As soon as you get Anthony talking, though, it's funny. I, Anthony came Anthony over to us. Anthony kept coming over and talking to us. And we'd be like, Anthony, go away. We're enjoying our inside jokes together. Well, Captain Drew. Jerome kept making Anthony come over to us. Um, I could hear him back there. It was like, first of all, this yacht is like 14 feet long. Like, we're right there. And I hear yeah. Jerome being like, come on, Anthony, get over there, man, and make them feel comfortable. Get, I think they need more beanbags. He like kept bringing beanbags <laughs> over to the point where I had no place to sit. <laughs> and when they would taxi or whatever, and they would turn, and the boat would be kind of tilted one side, I had to hold on to my mother's leg so I didn't fall off the freaking boat. Oh, I was like holding on to Donna, too. Yeah, she I, was in the like, middle. Yeah. yeah. It was a weird situation. Clinging so, to her and arm. then so Anthony felt like he had to talk to us and he starts asking like very personal questions like who are you to each other and like how oh, long have you guys been you together? Dating? How long have you been? And then so I turn the tables on young Anthony and I go 
Anthony, what's up with you, man? Why are you here? He's like, well, I'm actually, I moved from uh, Manhattan and I've been living in Hudson and for three years, I really like it. And I go, so you've been doing this boating thing? How long you been doing this? He's like, this is my first summer. And immediately he turns and looks to us. He's like, I'm not too sure it's my calling. And then all of a sudden Jerome's like, come on, tie this knot, Anthony. And like, we're like, well, we get it now. Fucking Jerome's been disrespecting you. By the way, I said Anthony. Tie this rope, Anthony. He's been disrespecting him for an entire summer. Um, It was a very funny dynamic between Jerome and young Anthony. I found it very fascinating. Yeah. It was gorgeous out there. Guys, get a yacht. Go on the Hudson. Go on the Hudson. Go with a group of people you like. Enjoy your life. Enjoy it. So then we go home that night and and, uh, we hear a tale as we walk into the collective and the campground on the premise. This woman comes up to us, tells us that, guys, be careful. Turns out a skunk has gotten into uh, somebody's uh, tent. And he's very afraid of things, but somebody left some pizza in there and he wanted to get at some of that fucking pizza. And by the way, how funny would it be if a skunk was eating a slice of pizza? Can we all think about that I right think now for real a second? Cute. That's so cute. That's what our stickers are going to be. Seriously. And then so um, he's like, just clap at the skunk. So, of course, telling a bunch of city folk, we immediately think, well, there's going to be skunks in each one of our beds. We go in there, no skunks. Okay, it's all fine. But Ashley made us drink cappuccinos at like 8 p.m. that night everybody wanted a cappuccino after the yacht actually i think we all wanted ice cream yes that's what happened instead of getting ice cream we decided to get cappuccino yeah everybody needed a little something so we got cappuccinos double shots and uh we went back and uh Uh, in the cutest little town ever by the way very cute rhineback rhineback new york i think over there guys Oldest so, hotel in America. Oldest in America, folks. Ni- 17, 1984. No. <laughs> 1766, guys. Yeah. Come on now. Um, too much info. We go into our tent. Ashley cannot sleep. Wakes my ass up. No, that's not true, yes, Nick. Yes, that is true. Nick, first we played Scrabble. Okay. okay. We played Scrabble. We had a great game of Scrabble. We Who tied, won? which was interesting. Who won? We tied. Who won? Tell Did them you the end truth. Up, you eked it out. I can't really Tell remember. Tell them the truth. You know exactly Did you what win? happened. Nick. What? I beat you pretty bad. I don't recall that being a thing i was very tired but i think i i think you may have won <sighs> how dare you i did get arabian arabian yeah. was a big Nick word. hit it out of the park with his first word which is arabian yes. and then all of his words after that were eat poo <laughs> ma <laughs> <laughs> all words put it this way every time i came up with a word ashley had to get on her phone and google the in the scrabble dictionary is this a word i i came up with two words for you because you were like i can't i can't do that and i just knew what tiles you had because you kept putting them on the thing i came up with dove and zit ashley you're really gonna tell the blowhards that you helped me uh, at scrabble yeah that's what happened that's embarrassing so we played this game what um, about when i had nelly Okay, so I didn't think Nelly was a word. Yeah. Because I was like, that is that is not a word. That is a musical artiste. Guess what? Was it a word, Ash? It was a, in the, according to the Scrabble Dictionary. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. So then we go to bed, sleeping. Everything's good. At like 3 a.m. I wake up. Not sure why, but I'm just tossing and turning. I'm awake. And I can tell that Nick is also awake because he's also tossing and turning. And so because we were in twin beds. We were apart from each other. So then I just go, I go, Nick. And he goes, yes. And I said, are you awake? He said, no. Um, but he, he said it as if he was awake. I didn't believe him. It, it's confusing to explain. But 
I wasn't really awake. So I was trying to explain to you in my like half state of like, I can't really talk right now because I'm pretty much sleeping. But I do. But he was saying it as if he was awake. He was like, I, I'm not awake at the moment, but <laughs> um, I can talk to you. Is everything OK? Nick is not awake right now. You can leave a message and he'll get back to you in the morning <laughs> when he's awake. So we just we start chatting and we I can't I tell him I can't sleep. And we're trying to get me. We're just talking, talking. And then we start hearing noises. I heard some scratching. So immediately I go, great, the skunk's hungry again. He's looking for fucking pizza. I ate beef jerky about four hours earlier. I'm like, he could probably smell it on my breath or something. I don't know what the deal is, but he wants into this tent. And it was just a little scratchy. It was just like. But it was happening. And I started clapping and it went away. And I was like, fine, that's, that's whatever. But now I'm up and Ashley starts going to sleep. Because she's all soothed. <laughs> but now I'm fucking wired at 4.30 in the morning. I start hearing scratching again. I'm like, Ashley, Ashley, you're scratching. This is Ashley. By the way, I spent 45 minutes soothing this woman, telling her everything's going to be okay, rubbing her back. Yeah, it is true, Ash. She's mouthing me like it's not true. It is true. Then as soon as the scratching happens and you're soothed, I'm like, Ash, what was that? And you're like, Nick, I'm falling asleep, man, all right? <laughs> and I'm really enjoying it, so I'm going to keep doing that true. shit. You keep it over there on that bed. Yeah, we had twin beds. You're skipping the coyotes. So, no, I'm not skipping them, okay? Because then I started hearing fucking coyotes, dog. Coyotes. Yeah. They were howling. Ash, were they coyotes howling? They were coyotes. We, but then but we, the thing we also was, heard we, some owls we heard too, the which coyotes, scared me. Okay, we heard them. And Nick was like, What was that? And I was like, It was coyotes, but it's just fine. You know, we're in the woods. You're going to hear coyotes. Nighttime is their playtime, you know? And so, but Nick was like, They're going to try and get in the tent, man. He started <laughs> like worrying that these coyotes were going to just like claw open our tent. I was like, I, I, was I like, don't, Nick, coyotes are more scared of you than you are of them. Okay, sure, they're in a pack, but that doesn't matter. And you could just hear them around us, you know, um, talking, howling, cackling at oh, each other. guys, does that freak anybody else out? No. You hear coyotes surrounding your tent? They weren't surrounding our tent. They were getting closer and closer, but they weren't surrounding the and, tent. And this whole bullshit, first of all, it was a tent, okay? It was like a fabric that was keeping us with inside. Now, okay, this whole thing, like, what, what, what are you coyotes doing? What if they want to get some of my fucking beef jerky? They're not going to crawl they, open the tent, Nick. Yeah, why? They can't use the zipper, first off. First of all, what is this idea? You keep bringing this zipper idea. Like, I think they're going to zip the thing. That's what you were they're, saying. No. You said that they're going to come up, they're going to zip no, open the I tent. No, I never said that. That is what you said last night. I am dead night. serious right now, and that you're joking. That is what you said last night. I didn't say you that. You said they're going to zip open the tent. I never said they're going to zip. That makes me feel like sound like an idiot. I was saying that they would come through, bust through with their claws, look for jerky, I've eaten it all. They're not going to claw We're open the, next best thing. the thick tent thick material. Ash, it's a coyote. What do you think it was happening? You razor think... sharp claws, razor sharp teeth, a fucking maniac's mindset. You know, I just, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but no, they're not. Coyotes aren't going to bust into the tent. What if they started playing around? <laughs> they wouldn't have been able to have ate it all what if they were wrestling around and they had rolled under the tent and then saw us and was like fuck it dog let's eat that's not what coyotes it, you're you're acting as if the coyotes think like humans first off you were worried they were going to figure out how to unzip the tent I, no i was yes not. you were you were like they could hook on with their claw <laughs> never, and zip it <laughs> i never said that 
Because they wouldn't need to. They could just literally roll under our tent. How, Nick? It was on a wooden platform. Where it's they on a wooden platform. Bust but open the wood with I their claws. I could put my hand under the tent. Why couldn't they just squeeze under or rip through it? How, what are you talking about? The tent wasn't sealed on the bottom. There was. There can't. They're not going to lift up the bottom of the Why? tent and Why? then come in. They don't have arms or hands. Yeah, they first have off. arms. They don't they, have no, hands. No, they, they don't have. They're hands. They're not ambidextrous. They have a it's ambidextrous. Whatever. And they first of all, they, they don't have arms. They have much dangerous. Hands. You guys see what I'm putting up with? Claws. This was like this at four in the morning, except for instead of worrying about them slipping under the tent, he was worried they were going to unzip the I tent. Never thought the coyotes. That's silly. Now that's silly. Then we heard owls. The owls didn't freak you out, though. Yes, they did. Everything was freaking Nick out last night at like four in the morning. And I uh, then don't get well. Then I couldn't I couldn't use the bathroom because the bathroom is kind of separate from the tent. The bathroom Ashley, is its own tent. Ashley made the dumb mistake of telling me that there was four spiders in there. There was a lot me. of spiders in the yeah, bathroom and there were. tent. But I was happy they were in there because they were keeping out all the other bugs, mosquitoes, flies. I would rather have spiders in my bathroom tent than mosquitoes. Right? Right? I, I do agree. Okay. I didn't mind the spiders as much, but the combination if I was going to roll in there. You know, you guys, I, I, wish had you to have, I wish you could have heard uh, Nick last night worried that they, those coyotes were going to unzip our tent being like, <laughs> I will never. He was like, I'll, I'll never go outside. I'm never going to be in the wilderness again. I can't handle this. These coyotes, they can get in our tent whenever they want. They can just bust in here. You know, it's like they're 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 the size of a medium sized dog. That's fine. Do you, a, think, you, ever been bit do you by a dog? think a dog could zip open our tent? Nick? <laughs> Nick, I, do you think that? I never said zip, but I think a dog could could have gotten in. You think a dog could have scratched his way in to no, the No, I think a dog could have crawled under. No. No. Well, it you was, have no idea. I, was, I can't was fight tension. with you about this anymore. There was tension that was holding. It wasn't like a loose flap. It was holding it down. Stakes are driven into the ground to hold it down. Two coyotes fighting over a slice of pizza with a skunk. I didn't want any of that happening to me. The only thing you really have to fear is bears, and there were no bears. Probably were. They're really living under our fucking tents. Listen, I don't mind being in the in nature. I just don't want to sleep there. That's what I've decided. I don't want to sleep there anymore. We're going back. We're going real camping what? next time. I will never go real yeah, camping. I'm a do. glampaholic, and that's it. I really, I got to say, I've never gone glamping before, and it is the life for me. I love it. I want to go glamping everywhere in the world. Where else could we go glamping? You think you can go glamping at the beach? Yeah, man. Let's go to Connecticut. What? The, there's a glamping Connecticut? I'm sure there is. Okay. All right, folks. I think we ran out of steam. So we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we are going to talk about a show that we just watched the first two episodes of, of the first season. That show is called Marrying Millions. It's on Lifetime. Uh, the season is, I believe, airing uh, as, as we, we speak. speak. Um, and uh, this was uh, recommended to us. And so we checked it out. And uh, we're going to tell you. Shout out to Justine who recommended it. Shout Thank out, you. Justine. Thank you so much. And we're going to tell you uh, how we felt about it. We'll give you a little primer for it. And if you're interested, you should check it out, folks. Okay, we'll be back in a short sec. We are back. Uh, we are going to talk about a show that is on Lifetime and is called Marrying Millions. Uh, and Ashley and I just uh, ripped through two episodes. I believe there's nine at the time of this recording that you can watch that have aired. Um, and uh, you can catch up on the season if you think you like what you're hearing. Uh, we may actually, uh, but we'll save our, our judgments till the end. Um, so if you have not heard about this show, um, it feels a lot like um, 
90 Day Fiance? Yes, in the editing, in the presentation, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Except the conceit here is one person is a millionaire, a multimillionaire, and they have met somebody romantically that is the opposite of yep. that. Not, I wouldn't say people who are, you would consider, quote unquote, less fortunate, but these are basically lower Low class to lower middle class people. They're just average, yeah. There's a whole wide range. There's a girl who grew up in apartments. There's right. another girl whose parents were a firefighter and a teacher. There's a guy who's like 45 and he lives with his parents. Yeah. You know, there's a whole slew of them. And it, and it varies. Uh, some, a couple of the women, or is it uh, women? Oh, yeah. A couple of the women some are Some of the women are millionaires. Are millionaires. Is it just one men. that we saw that is a millionaire? No, there's two females. There's two. Millionaires and so, so the men. far. And uh, I'll say, and Ashley actually brought this to my attention, that uh, there's a good balance of um, the cringy, depressing shit that will get you curious about a show. And shit that's just like a fun relationship to sort of see pan out. What I like, yeah, exactly. What I like about this show is it's not all depressing people, you know? There are some normal folks on here. I mean, as normal as you can be when you're a millionaire or you're about to marry a millionaire. But there are some people that are clearly being exploited. There are some people that are clearly exploiting. And then there's just some uh, regular sort of stable people that are in a relationship and are navigating the fact that one of them is a millionaire. And you're kind of curious on how it's going to all pan out. Yeah. So it's not bad. I would say that on the... It's definitely... Like on ninety, sorry, yeah, on ninety ahead. day fiance, everyone is either exploiting or being exploited. There's no just like we're just regular stable people, and this is how this happened. And also like love after lockup is kind of the same yeah. deal, where you're kind of like, hey, what's happening here? Some of these people seem with it. Yes, I'll say. That, yes, uh, it it feels less like gawking than yeah. some of this other shit does. Yeah. which I would say is in the plus column uh, for this Big show, Big uh, and I wouldn't plus. normally say that because I you, as you guys know I like the nitty gritty uh, but this was um, well made I enjoyed it and it's I'm not even too sure if we've ever see, watched a lifetime uh, reality show so this might be our first lifetime reality is show possibly possible? I mean the thing is TLC we and lifetime all seem Blend like the together. same reality to me because the biggest Lifetime show, I guess, is Dance Moms, and we've never watched that. I don't think we have. Wow. You know I worked at Lifetime. I know. You did. That's wild. That is wild. Yeah. I didn't, back there, I didn't enjoy that experience. We'll, I'll say that. We'll save that for another pod. Yeah. Why not? So, um, yes. Uh, we watched a couple episodes of the show. We got introduced to a whole bunch of couples. And so what we like to do, if you're uh, new to us, is we will go through this little cast list and we'll tell you what we think about the couples. So, uh, Ashley, take it away. First up are Bill and Brianna. So, Bill, he describes himself as 60 years young. He's like this huge real estate commercial investor and either he's worth millions or billions couldn't really tell all i know he is said he's got, hundred, he says net worth is hundreds of millions he's got long hair and he's 60 he's 60 he lives in dallas and he thinks he's cool y'all and brianna is brianna's uh, 21 year old gorgeous cute sweet she was a hostess in a restaurant he came he kept coming back in and he finally secured a date, and now they've been together for about a year. And we left off with Bill's um, ex-wife taking Brianna out to lunch and just being like, Bill cheats. 
Yeah. He's a cheater. Now, here's the thing with this couple. I worked in a restaurant at a 21-year-old, and I remember creepy old men that would come in and, you know, try and talk to me and stuff. In fact, there was one who was a, a, a rich man in Chapel Hill who started emailing me, who was like a, a regular customer at a place I worked at. What was he saying? He just wanted to talk. He, you know, I was in college as an English major. He like he would come in and always request me as his waitress. And um, he just emailed me something he wrote. I never read it. I, I was creeped out by the whole situation. So Better looking than Bill or worse looking than Bill? Way better. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, Bill, the thing with Bill here is um, he might be... I, and I just want to bring up that situation, yeah. though, to say that this is happening all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is constantly happening. Yes. That's all that I wanted to say. So, Bill, um, he... Got bad teeth. Got bad teeth. Guys, he's got two, his two front teeth are stained from cigarettes or something. And it's like, Bill, you're worth a hundred, hundreds of millions of dollars. Get some fucking caps, dog. Yeah. Like, what yeah. are you doing with your life? Because if he had better teeth, I would say that would put his, I, he would go from being um, kind of like an ugly old weird guy to uh like an old weird guy if he yeah he if he got some better teeth and he cut his hair why yeah, he's what's got up this with long... old dudes having like scraggly old gray hair it's not calm it ain't gray it's brown but it's too brown like mm. it's like auburn i i i don't like it the dye job and he wears like kind of funky almost like um he caught when he said he was sixty years young. I was like, "Oh boy, Red here flag. we go." It's a gray flag. Uh, but Brianna is so cute. Brianna is cute, and she seems like she really likes him. I mean, she is twenty one, so it's like who knows what she likes. She doesn't. That's for damn sure. Bill's like the whitest Texan you've ever seen. Brianna is like a Latin girl who worked at a Mexican restaurant, and her whole family is like really, uh, I would say, wouldn't fit in with Bill's family. Yeah, how about that? Very. Um and. And uh, it uh, seems like, honestly, I think Ashley has decided that this is our depressing, sad case. It is our depressing, sad case because Bill is like completely controlling the narrative of their relationship. He is making all the decisions. He's telling Brianna what to do. And Brianna is just kind of like puppy eyed going along with it. Yeah, and I, she at first, well, here's the thing about this couple, right? So I agree with you and I disagree with you where I, I, I was like, yeah, this is kind of gross and I don't like it. And Bill is a piece of shit kind of. Yeah, like, no one likes Bill. Yeah, it's just like his friend, they introduce, he introduces uh, Brianna to his like rich friends. They like annihilate her at the dinner. It's yeah. like horrible. Why is everybody being so mean to Brianna? And they're acting like she's the one that sought him out yeah. and is doing it for money when it's like, no, this older man literally preyed on this young like hostess who was 20 at the time, you know, doesn't have the life experience to um stand up for herself or n- not be taken advantage of and but to brianna's credit when we started to get to know her uh, she was a lot more with it than i had thought she was and she seems to be in more control over what's going on than i had assumed in the beginning at least she seems to feel comfortable enough to tell this guy Bill, like, I don't like this shit. Like, can I not do this? And then Bill goes, if you don't do it, I'm going to bring someone else. And yeah. then she goes, okay. Yeah, it was tough. But 
I would say that at first it looked like she wasn't going to do any of that stuff. So, I mean, even the fact that when she had this awkward dinner with his rich shit friends, yeah. she at least had the nerve uh, to stand up and walk out of the room. You know what I mean? Like, and tell Bill, like, how much more do I have to take of this? This is horrible. So I do feel like she's a- aware. If that if that is makes it any better, which it kind of doesn't, but at least we know that, like, she is aware, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a little better that it's like at least she knows that like this she shouldn't be treated this way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like she she knows that's bad. We met her family and she seems to have like strong familial support. Yes. So that's good. She's not like a lone duck out there in the world, you know, being taken advantage of by Bill. She has a support system. Next up is Katie and Colton. Katie's a 37-year-old mom, y'all, and Colton is her daughter's friend who came over to the house one day, and then she started dating him. He's also a singer. He's yes, something. he sings like pop R&B. He's got a mixture between Weird Al and Kenny G hair. Um, he seems to be a tall glass of water, uh, like possibly maybe six six, something like that. Big kind of, guy. He was an athlete, college athlete. Now, Katie is a divorcee. Yeah. Um, and she was married to one of the Houston Astros, Josh Hamilton, and they divorced. She has three kids with him, or three kids. I don't know about with him because it yeah, seems like this daughter might be from the daughter. first marriage of some sort or so a no pre-marriage really thing. She was 19 when the first daughter Can entered I say the this? Can I say this? Katie, a lot of work done on Katie. She's got big old cheeks, got very shocked. puffy lips. And I feel like when you look at Katie and then you learn she's 37, it's a real lesson on how plastic surgery can age a face. Yeah, she looks 47. Yeah, easy. Easy peasy. Um, And I guess that this guy came over, Colton, with her daughter, and then her daughter went to Miami to study music. She's 18. I thought she was studying modeling. Uh, I thought it was music, but it, who cares? Who cares? Um, she was just away, and while she was away, Colton Colton just kept coming over to the house, and now they've been dating uh, Katie and Colton for five months, and now Katie's daughter has come back to town, and she's got to break it to her daughter that uh, her mother is dating uh, her friend uh, for five months, and she's like, boy, I hope he, I, she, I hope she takes it well. Spoiler alert. Katie's daughter is weirded out by this. Okay. <laughs> Does makes not sense. take it well. Also, maybe kind of seems like possibly Colton and Katie's daughter maybe hooked up prior to this. Yeah, did they have a thing, y'all? I'll be honest. If Colton is a person that people are looking to as like a handsome guy, which I kind of think he looks like a goofy goon, um, Katie's daughter is uh, quite... Uh, attractive. Yeah, And I kind of feel like if she's hot and he's hot and they're all hanging out, why wouldn't they have hooked up before? I, I just... I don't know this for a fact. They didn't say that. Is that what you think hot people are doing? They're all just hooking up yes, with each other? Yes! Of course. Jeez. Jeez. So, uh, they she they have a very awkward dinner. Um, and that's when Katie basically says, hey, listen, daughter, you're going to have to deal with this. And daughter is like, you know this is fucking weird right yeah and colton's like what i'm not gonna get in the way it's like yeah. colton shut the hell up and, and you eat said, your roasted chicken you said five months they'd actually been dating for three months yeah. and like the mom is like you have to accept him as stepdad now yeah it's so <laughs> odd what's going on here i she said it's the first time she's felt this way since her horrible divorce i, I think this is just a really 
a a scarred woman, and I think she's got a young, energetic man in her energetic. life. Energetic. This guy doesn't move. He's like, oh yeah, this making her, cool. He's making uh, her feel special. I guess he seems like uncomfortable. It's interesting they they list him on the Lifetime website as a hip hop artist. Is that what you thought was he, happening? There was some auto-tune R&B going on. I'll tell you that. And she says, Katie says that she's going to help him with uh, money-wise, help him with his career. Oh, boy. That brings us to Drew and Rosie, okay? Don't know much about Drew. I think they said he was divorced. Um, I know he has a construction company. He met Rosie in college. Neither of them will tell us how they met. The age difference doesn't seem to be that extreme. I think he was like in his late 30s and she's in her early 20s. Yeah. So in college being that Rosie was in college and then this guy met her somehow. Now, maybe folks that have listened to the show have watched the whole show and they know what happened. We didn't yet not get to that point. We do have theories the way this is being uh, presented and I'll drop my theory in a second. So let's learn a little bit more about Rosie. Rosie comes from a very religious home. And that is brought up over and over again. Because it really seems like she got went to college. She joined a sorority. And her life uh, completely exploded. Became turned on Technicolor. It became this vibrant thing. And then as soon as she was done with college. Her family wanted her to move back in. And that's where she is. And she's sort of under lock and key. It doesn't really seem like they approve of this relationship. Or they approve of her going out it's a very odd um, situation she seems she's very watchable she's an odd duck and she's pretty and so I could watch her her scenes I'm enjoying I find her interesting my theory is that he is a sugar daddy and they met on sugardaddy.com uh yeah, that's a good theory that I wasn't thinking of. Mine's way more extreme. Yeah, yours. Mine's yours, perverted. I, I don't. I'm not on board with yours because <laughs> I just don't think she, she. This like coming from such a um you know a stifled upbringing. I don't think she would swing that far on the pendulum and then come back and live at home. I think if she's gonna go that far, she's staying out of the house. Well, let's tell the listeners what I was talking about. So they mentioned at one point. First of all, it's not like they haven't just n- not told us uh, through episode two. It was like the producer poses the question. How did you meet? And then she's like, what did he say? And then they pose the question to him. How did you meet? What did she say? And then she's like, well, it really doesn't matter where we met. But let's just say if if anybody finds out, it will make my parents hate this even more. And then she finds in in a dinner conversation between the two of them, we find out that Rosie was deflowered by, what's his name? Um, Sean? No, Drew. Drew. Mm -hmm. Um, So Drew took her virginity. I immediately go, oh, she sold her virginity on a website, and then he bought it, and they hit it off. Yeah, I don't think that's what happened. I just, for some reason, feel like she was so cooped up. I don't think that, that she I was think like, if "Fuck it, I can you, make like a million bucks off this." I think if you sell your virginity on a website and you make a million dollars or whatever, you don't then move back in with your parents. Okay, that's it. You sold your virginity on a website. <laughs> your life is. Completely different now. Now, if you join, if you sign up for Sugar Daddy and you got some guy who's mailing you dresses, okay, and then you eventually like him, you start dating him, then that's, that's, it's not such an extreme. All right, fine. Your theory is way more sound than mine, <laughs> but I can't wait till I'm right, okay? And, and we'll know I'm right when coyotes bust through our fucking walls, <laughs> unzip all of our backpacks, and take shits in them. 
Um, uh, okay, so that's that. Uh, I'm very interested. And by the way, that might be the re- uh, reason why I actually watch this show. All right, continue. Next up is Sean and Megan, a.k.a. my favorite couple. Okay, explain what these two are doing. Sean, uh, he comes from old money. So his great-grandfather or somebody established a publishing company, and he runs it, and he's got a lot of cash. We're talking old money, baby. $2 bills, 50-cent pieces, the works. He met Megan, who was um, a poor college student. They fell in love. Um, they seem to be relatively, uh, relatively around the same age. Maybe he's got, maybe he's five years older than her. Hard to tell. But they fall in love. They have a jet set romance. They're traveling all over the world. Then she gets pregnant. They have a child, and um, their kid is real cute. Now they've been engaged for a year. They live in New Jersey as a couple. She wants to get married. He does not. He has PTSD from his parents' divorce that went on for years where they were dragging each other through the mud and it made the newspapers and it involved him and it was horrible and he doesn't he doesn't want to enter that situation. Um, but he also wants another kid. And she goes, listen, buddy, I already had one of your kids. Now we're engaged. If you want a second one, we got to get married. And this is the couple that I b- believe Ashley thinks is the anchor of the show. They seem like the most normal. I mean, sure, they're millionaires, but like they seem like they, I don't know. It doesn't seem like anyone's exploiting anyone here. They have like a family They've been together for the past five years or whatever. The dude is more likable than the woman. I'll say that. I like him. He seems genuine. And um, I don't know. I just enjoy them. I'm suspect of her. I'm a little suspect of her just because we saw previews of him asking for a prenup and her saying no. And I'm just like, just give Sean a prenup. He's sweet. He loves you. He's going to take you all over the world. Sean's got a lot of things to protect. It's his entire family inheritance here. And if he makes one mistake in this marriage, it's all over. Okay. The family name is besmirched. He cannot do that. So he is uh, making sure that he dots all his I's, crosses all his T's before they actually get married. Now, when you see, uh, what's her name? Her name is Megan. When you see Megan start talking about, like, the whining and dining and yeah. the, uh, they go to a marriage um, uh, planner and uh, she starts talking about how there's you know, no budget. There's no budget. I heard you did Jay Z and Beyonce's wedding. We want to make it bigger. Like I, I'm just seeing like dollar signs in her eyes, and I'm a little afraid of what this power, this money, is doing to her. Nick's eyes just crossed. Yeah. randomly. I'm really he, interested in yeah. this. Yeah, I think that she is doing that for the cameras. Maybe I don't know. I will say that these are the most. This is the most relatable seemingly stable couple. I mean, you yes. compare them to Bill and Brianna? Come on. I can't believe they're on the same reality show. You're talking Bil- Bilana? Bilana. And that brings us to our last couple. Our last couple is uh, Gentile. I can't, I don't know her name. It's it's spelled Gentile, okay? But it ain't. It's Gentile. I believe it's Gentile is the way that, uh, what? what's the dude's name? Brian. Brian's been pronouncing it Gentile. 
Um, what's the deal with Jeanti? She is um, another multimillionaire real estate flipper property owner. I mean, this is the way to go, people. She lives in Vegas. She's got like Ferraris, motorcycles, a whole bunch of deals going on over yeah, there. Yeah, got a, ba- a basketball court in her house. In her house, dog. A home theater in her house. In her house, dog. Brian's a scrub. Yeah, Brian. So he's a con- he's a, not a contractor. Uh, he just is a construction worker. Yeah. And on one of the houses she was flipping, she needed some cheap labor. That's where she met Brian. He said, "I come cheap." And then uh, Brian seems to be a guy who's kind of charming. Uh, she's like forty eight. He's forty five. They're both pretty good looking Switch for their it. age. She's forty four. He's forty eight. Um, they're both pretty good looking for their age. Uh, in my I opinion. think Brian is twitchy and weird. He's twitchy, but I have a feeling when you get Brian's shirt off. Brian's got a six pack and a, and a de, and defined uh, arms. They do like hint to the fact that they stay home a lot. Yes, yes. So the thing here is, uh, they seem to be pretty smitten with one another. But Brian refuses to take Janti to uh, his home. He's keeping some secrets from her. That's for sure. He also will not go out with her and will not go meet her friends. Mm-hmm. This is they've been dating for six months, so it's about that time. I mean, it's past due actually. They're playing. He's playing it close to. The chest. Playing it close to the vest, and she doesn't know why. And uh, in the second episode, he she finally puts him on the spot and goes, "Hey, dude, we've been dating. If you want this to continue, I'm gonna have to see where you live." He invites her over, drops the bomb, bum bum bum. It's my parents' house. He lives with his freaking parents, y'all. His freaking parents. Yeah, poor Brian. I feel bad I called him twitchy, but come on, dude. Why are you living with your parents? You're 48. Yes. That's weird. What's going on with you, Brian? Tell us the truth. It is weird. And I think not only uh, from what I could tell from the previews, I believe we're going to find out that Brian has a past with finding rich women. I believe that's what that story is. Creepy. Uh, that being said, I enjoy watching this story as well because of Brian's secrets. Yeah, I, I like all these couples except for Bill and Brianna. Bill and Brianna, I didn't really, I don't really love watching that story as much. It's should not we, as fun. Should we watch the next episode right now? I do want to watch more of this show. I know we we have to watch uh, the finale of Are You the of One? Are you the One, which is happening tonight at eleven. It turns out this show is on at eleven on Mondays. Wow. What happened, guys? MTV burying their best season of yeah. are you the one they're burying it it's MTV, very good shame on you yeah so we'll talk about that probably on the next episode right ash yeah for sure and uh, what you guys can do for us well it's something that if you hadn't done it in the beginning of the episode we'll do it right now give us five stars on that apple podcast app okay write a review for us uh, a little something nice will help us out plus we are trying to get to 100 reviews by the end of the year so have a little bit more time to do that help us out also you can follow us at reality blows pod at uh, i forgot uh, you had a little brian moment right there reality blows pod on twitter uh follow ashley at ashley b roberts on twitter Fo- follow me on instagram at nick maritato that's n-i-c-k-m-a-r-i-t-a-t-o and our email is reality blows podcast at gmail.com right there you can send us i don't know recommendations of things you want us to watch and reviews or if you want to just say hi to us or if you want us to read a little something on our podcast because you love us so much we will do that for you folks that has been the episode so thank you for listening and guess what 
Wednesday is a new challenge, folks. That means on Thursday, please expect us to be sending a recap to you of the third episode of the 34th season of the challenge, War of the Worlds 2. We are pumped. It's been a fun season so far. Things are going to get crazy. And yes, we are aware of the Georgia controversy. Folks, we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye.